Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 6, it says, And when Yeshua was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, now mind you, the former leper, <laughs> obviously they wouldn't be in his house if he had leprosy. He wouldn't even be living in a house if he had leprosy. He would be unclean and had to live outside of the community. So he was a former leper. And when Yeshua was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask, a very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. Okay, so we have the poor here. Like, the, the disciples are acknowledging how important it is to give to the poor. But it says in verse 10, But when Yeshua was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble this woman? For she has done a good work, a good deed for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not always have. For in pouring this fragrant oil, okay, let me stop there and just backtrack. So it says, for uh, she has done a good work or a good deed for me, for you have the poor with you always. I kind of think this is talking about, in a sense, maybe vaguely hinting at communism. Because communism claims that, oh, if communism was done the right way, there would be no such thing as poverty or poor people. Everybody would be equal and everybody would have everything. But if you look throughout history, in communism, they were the elite 1%. And the rest of them were the serfs of the state. They were poor. They were needy. They were depending upon the um, handout of the government, of what the government would give them. So there was a lot of people in communi uh, former communist Soviet Union uh, who were poor and died. They froze to death because they didn't have the heat or they didn't have the food that they needed. You just look at North Korea, the hermit nation, where... You know, you just have the uh, leaders living high on the hog and the poor people are lucky if they get two meals a day. And so it says, you will always have the poor with you. So no matter what man-made economic system they come up with, you're always going to have poverty. That's why God provided in his Torah the commandments in regards to how to treat the poor. It's the believers who should take care of the poor. Okay, go on. That's that's a bunny trail. It's not really why I'm doing this devotional this morning. Verse 11, for you always have the poor with you always, but me you do not always have, meaning bodily, physically. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my head, she did it for my burial. She did it for my burial. So what can we extrapolate from this? Well, according to Judaism, one of the greatest commandments, one of the greatest good deeds you can ever do for a human being is honor them in their burial. Do something for their funeral. Why? Because it's a good deed that cannot be repaid. Most times you do a good deed for somebody, they want to pay you back somehow, take you out to dinner, you know, give you a cup of coffee, uh, give you a card and a house plan, you know, whatever. But the dead can't repay the favor. So one of the greatest good deeds you can do is an act that somebody cannot repay. Remember the parable where Yeshua was talking about um, you know, uh, giving a feast to the poor and how the, the, the poor cannot pay you back, right? And so it, it's kind of the same with a burial. This also teaches us that this good deed of honoring somebody who died is just as equally important as providing for the poor. 
So in Judaism, they don't necessarily celebrate birthdays. I mean, they do, but they make a bigger deal out of the anniversary of someone's death because they always call to remembrance that person, what they meant to them, what they meant to the community, the person's good deeds, the person's legacy, the person's life, and they are honored as well as their living relatives are honored. And we miss that here in the Western world. We miss that here in Christendom because we don't want to focus on death. But in reality, we're not focusing on death. We're focusing on rebirth because those who we remember who have gone on before us are now, as Hebrew says, a part of the great cloud of witnesses. God is not a God of the dead, but a God of the living. He says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, implying that they're still alive. They're just not here on earth. So God is a God of the living and not of the dead. So we do one of the greatest good deeds when we have a funeral or a memorial service for somebody, and when we remember them from year to year on the anniversary of their death, it's as equal as giving to the poor. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Go out there and have a great day. Shalom and God bless.